Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Veteran Welding Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we're going to have another guest on the show. He's a Canadian Forces veteran, um, and his name is John Aldworth. You might know him on Instagram as Tactical Canuck Battle Group. Um, this guy here, I've been following him now for about, I'd say about eight to ten months, uh, and I really like what he's doing. He's going about trying to support different veteran organizations, uh, specifically companies, and I just want to figure out a little bit more on how he's doing it, why he's doing it, why he got started. Vetra Welding is your go-to site for your off-road fabrication needs. Need some race-tested brackets, tabs, and trusses for your daily driver, weekend trail rig, or your full tube chassis? Veteran Welding has you covered. Need advice on which parts you should use for your project rig? Veteran Welding has you covered. Or do you want to learn how to weld? but you can't find anybody to teach you because you really want to start expanding your skill set for either work or your personal project at home, Veteran Welding now has you covered with our online courses. Currently, we offer a TIG 101 course and we'll be adding a MIG 101 soon. For all of your off-road fabrication needs, head on over to veteranweldingcompany.ca. Hey everybody, if you're enjoying this show, please consider heading over to Patreon and supporting this channel. Doesn't matter how much you decide to support us with, it all goes straight into the show so we can sit there and spend more time on here helping you guys out, whether it's bringing you more interviews, talking to industry leaders, systems that we are developing, putting into place, helping you develop systems, manage your team. That's what we're here for, guys, is to help you out. So please, if you are getting value out of this, head on over to Patreon and help support us. Before we step off with today's episode, I want to say a thank you to our sponsor, Canada Welding Supply. If you guys are in the market for anything in the welding industry, head on over to canadaweldingsupply.ca. We use them for all of our consumables here at the shop. Everything from MIG wire, TIG wire, grinding discs, zip discs, flap wheels, buffing wheels, you name it, they have it. Matt Crimmy and the entire team there are phenomenal, they're knowledgeable, and I highly recommend canadaweldingsupply.ca for all of your consumable needs. Hey everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Veteran Welding Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we're going to have another guest on the show. He's a Canadian Forces veteran, um, and his name is John Aldworth. You might know him on Instagram as Tactical Canuck Battle Group. Um, this guy here, I've been following him now for about, I'd say about eight to ten months, uh, and I really like what he's doing. He's going about trying to support different veteran organizations, uh, specifically companies, and I just want to figure out a little bit more on how he's doing it, why he's doing it, why he got started. And I think along the way, you guys are going to learn some valuable lessons uh, if you either want to help out or kind of do your own thing in your own area and go from there. So, um, like I mentioned, John started Tactical Canuck Battle Group uh, back in 2000, or last year actually, back in 2020, um, while he was on Operation Laser. And he's also been doing the ruck to remember which is for uh homeless vets in the ontario area correct that's right that's right perfect all right well john welcome to the show thanks man yeah no i'm excited to be here it's uh it's a great opportunity to talk to you finally yeah um so won't we won't you give the listeners a back uh a rundown of who you are what got you into the military all that fun stuff first 
Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, my name's John. Uh, as he said, I started Tactical Enough Battle Group, but much, much before that, I uh, joined the military when I was 20, uh, back in 2011. And I started that process in 2009, writing the tests and stuff. But uh, a few drunken nights and a few broken feet or broken bones in my feet uh, delayed me a few more years. Um, so other than that, uh, I was a firefighter for 10 years in my local municipality. I started when I was 16, so I was pretty young, but I grew up uh, off of Georgian Bay in Ontario and joined the military. Uh, I'd always been pretty interested in the, in the military life, had a pretty rich uh, military family history, uh, including my, my grandfather, uncles, great uncles and, and cousins, and uh, had always been pretty interested in it, played army as a kid, just like the rest of us in the bush. And, uh, you know, when, as soon as I turned, uh, it was the summer I turned 18, I started filling out the paperwork, and uh, I, I, was, I went to college next, but, those those two years, luckily, I was in college for the two years that I was deferred because of my, my broken bones. But yeah, I got into the military, and so that's 10 years ago now. So I'm in my, my 10th year uh, in the Canadian Armed Forces. Nice. Nice. Uh, what trade are you in? So I joined as Reserve Infantry up in North Bay. Uh, I joined the Algonquin, Algonquin Regiment first. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys were a pretty good group. There's a, there's a group in Timmins, and there's a group in North Bay, and uh, it it was a pretty, pretty good group of cowboys. Those guys were uh, a, a good group of lads. Um, and then uh, I was attached post of the 3RCR from the end of 14 to the end of 15 for Opry Assurance uh, for the Euro Trash Tour in, in Eastern Europe. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then after that, I was back to my, my unit that I attached posted from the Grand Simcoe Foresters, uh, who's the 4CAN Div Arctic Response Company group. And uh, I'm still with those guys. Okay. Uh, so yeah, ten, 10 years. Yeah. So between like kind of reg force and reserve force time, 10 years total, but I've been working full time throughout the, the majority of that, uh, that term. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So you said you had a rich family background there. Did you start off as a base brat or? No, not at all. Actually. Um, if oddly enough, I, I was born in Ottawa and my dad was in the coast guard then. So my, my dad wasn't, uh, directly, in the military, although federal service depends what country you're in, is depending on what branch it is. But uh, my dad was gone for he was like a one month on, one month off rotation, basically on the ships, mm-hmm. um, and he was he was doing uh, boy tending and all that stuff. Um, a little bit of search and rescue, but mostly the boy tending and, and waterway stuff. Um, so boy tending. We we were like the the buoys in the oh, in the bo- oh gotcha. Gotcha. Booey boy, depending on, on where you're from. <laughs> Booey boy, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, depending on how old you are, I mean, some of those guys might be doing a little bit of boy tending too. But um, the, uh, the, he, we, so we weren't on a base, but we, yeah. we grew up, uh, grew up around towns that had Coast Guard bases. So Perry Sound, we moved here. Perry Sound is one of the largest Coast Guard bases on the Great Lakes. Um, and they actually dispatch helicopters and ships up to the Arctic. So it's a it's a pretty um, geographically large area that they cover from from our area. So we were here for a bit. Then my dad got out of the Coast Guard and uh, started running a small business of his own. But besides that, yeah, his dad was Navy um, in World War II. Um, he served throughout the entirety of the Battle of the Atlantic. Um, my great uncle, who's still alive, Uncle Charlie, he's uh, he's like 96 now, man. And he got shot out of his Lancaster. He was a tail gunner, landed in Germany by himself, spent the rest of the war in a camp in Nuremberg. And uh, and I, I'm fortunate enough that I still get to spend time with him and, and hear these stories firsthand. Oh, my God. Write them down. Yeah. Write the stories down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
my aunt's done a pretty good job at putting some uh, some pretty cool stories together mm-hmm. and uh, and putting a little bit of a book together on them. Holy shit! No, I know my um, so all of my grandfather, my grandfather and all of his brothers, they all served in the war, in different excuse me different branches, and his oldest brother uh, Frank, he sat there and like we we knew he was captured like as soon as Italy got into the war. It was just like it was ridiculous how fast he got ended up becoming a POW, but he, That's ne- wild. he didn't talk about anything. And then when we came back off, when I came back off my second tour, like he just sat there and we were at a family, family picnic and he just comes over, sits down a bottle of beer and he's just like, okay. So, and he just started talking and like, if one of his sons came over, he's like, no, no, we're, we're talking. And it's like, uh okay <laughs> yeah 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 it's kind of funny like uh same thing with charlie i guess he didn't start talking about anything until about the 90s which mm-hmm. obviously quite quite a long time after the war um and then once i joined the military and once i started uh reconnecting with him more and more trying to figure out more about him um he again it was the same thing like my there's stories that my dad or his wife has never heard that uh, when i'm around he'll be he'll be opening up a lot more now and actually it's it's wild there's cities that i went to like we went to nuremberg uh in some downtime when we're on deployment and uh so it was pretty like i knew that he was a prisoner there and i was there Uh, i went to some cities that he would have bombed as a uh as a lancaster tail gunner and stuff like that Uh, so it was pretty cool you know and and we we talked about it when i got home and he was pretty amped you know that that i was (laughs) around the same spots that he was you know like what 70 years later so yeah really cool stuff oh yeah yeah but anyway um that's not what we're here here to talk about today today we want i want to talk about you and uh what got you going on tactical tactical canuck battle group um, why you started it and how you started it and going from there. So let's, let, let's start with the infancy. Like as soon as you got the, when did you get that idea to start it and how did you get the ball rolling? Well, I've, uh, I, looking back now, I've always been supporting, um, veteran owned business and calf veteran owned business, uh, basically on my own dime and my, my own time. Um, and then I started just kind of posting about that more on Instagram um, and the traction just started gaining just with uh, companies realizing that I was sharing their stuff a lot. I, they, they were messaging me back saying, you know, just appreciating it and thanking me. Um, so I started the page while we were deplo- or domestically deployed on op laser uh, for the COVID federal response. Um, so there was a lot of sitting around. We were waiting for a mission to come down basically. And, I decided to make a separate page specifically for uh, veteran business support. Um, and a lot of it came from seeing a lot of guys, like I've been in long enough now that I've been seeing guys get out, um, seeing what kind of struggles some guys go through uh, and seeing what the difference is when guys have a mission and motivation post-service. So I was I was really interested in seeing the guys that were motivating me um guys you know like you like Corey from mad hatter like dave from bushwookie the um these are guys that are now like really really successful and killing it post-service and i wanted to highlight that and basically give like 
offer it as proof to guys that are still in and maybe considering getting out. Maybe they're not happy with their with what they're like how they're serving anymore, how their service is playing out. Um, and I want them to be comfortable and confident that there is something waiting on the other side for them. There is meaningful work. Um, there is like you can be compassionate about something, oh, yeah. and we can. See still um, use like a lot of people say like oh fuck you know I was military and uh, you know none of my none of my skills are transferable to the other side because I was um, combat arms and like you know you know I didn't get qualified on fixing vehicles or you know my what what the hell does my PWT three score matter civvy side right exactly so, yeah yeah, yeah, you know what? Oh, I shot, shot marksman friggin' nine years in a row on PWT3. No, no one gives a shit. Civvy side, right? Like, they're like, oh man, that's cool, sweet. Like, good, good job. Did you get a badge for it? Oh, I did. Yeah, sweet. You know, so, so, I, I just wanted to show guys that there there is something on the other side and a lot of guys are entrepreneurs like a lot of military guys are entrepreneurs and i think because you've had the time a lot of guys have been sitting there shooting the shit with each other bouncing ideas off each other and uh and thinking about business ideas that that would work or that wouldn't work um so yeah just uh i wanted to help maybe fill that gap between service and post-service and uh show guys that there is a light um, it doesn't have to be negative. We don't have to be like these broken, disgruntled veterans. Um, we, we can be successful, positive. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's a stigma in itself. And we, we kind of put it on ourselves. Um, I'd say a few generations ago, like, you know, a few generations ago of veterans, but mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's definitely a stigma and it's perception too. Um, and I mean, the media doesn't do us any favors with the whole like broken veteran. They hear PTSD, they hear mental health and, uh, they, they all paint us with the same brush as, as broken or angry. And, you know, I, I'm diagnosed with a lot of problems that aren't all from military. Like I said, I did 10 years of volunteer firefighting as well. And there's diagnosed PTSD from that. And I just want to keep proving to people that we can be positive. Um, we can be successful in basically any walk of life and that we can take our lessons learned from our military service. Like I said, the PWT three scores don't fucking matter, mm -hmm. but the stuff like resiliency, like being able like attention to detail, being able to hurry up and wait, honestly, like that learned <laughs> skill, like that's, that's a, that's such a learned skill. You go, you bring that skill to the civvy side, like hurry up and wait, even just being able to have that resiliency of like, of having the, the carrot dangled in front of you wow. almost for like, you know, probable missions coming down. You're like, you're getting amped. And then it's back down. You're getting amped. It's back down. So, that's business. That, That's business yeah, right there. Exactly. Exactly. And and so just showing that there are actually a ton of transferable skills that come from your military service, no matter your trade, no matter your background, and really almost no matter how much time you've spent in the military or your background of service, that um, you are going to be able to use those transferable skills and, and see it as a positive. You know, you're not coming and... Uh, and you know using this like negative leadership style like if you've a proper, properly applied leadership principles that you've taken from the forces you should be able to be pretty su successful in business leadership or civilian leadership somewhere exactly i know when i when you were sitting there and you started talking it's just like dude this is it's tra transfer of skills figuring out how to do it cuz one of the things that i didn't realize until i started trying to write a business plan is when, they, when you're doing a, uh, a mission statement, when you're getting all that shit written out, that is your fucking business plan. Yeah, that, 16 that, steps of battle procedure, yeah. Exactly. 
And so yeah. if, you, if you can sit there and be like, okay, seek and destroy the, no, 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 we're not destroying anything. <laughs> we're finding and assisting the customer. Okay. And like line for line, you can transfer it into the civilian world. It might take a little, little while to figure out what it is, but fuck, yeah. once you, once you got that figured out, you are, the military is the best business school, period. It is. It is. And again, guys just got to, um, I think there's such a stigma of like, oh, it's so different than the civilian world, but just stop think like with the negative self-talk and just say like, no, I can take these skills and I can like kick ass on mm -hmm. the civilian side. So yeah, TCBG, Tactical Connect Battle Group, um, the bigger picture is supporting and promoting CAF veteran-owned businesses. But with, with that as the bigger picture, it is proving to people civilians and veterans alike that uh we can't only we can not only be successful post-military um but we can take those skills and we can apply them to small business mm -hmm. and be successful as an entrepreneur and another thing to add on to that is when guys are getting out just remember that not all civilians are fucking pussyfooting around wet noodles like the team that i have it as of right now it's all women but I can sit there in that and I can walk up to any single one of them and be like, what the fuck is going on with this? Like, why, why isn't yeah. this done? And they'd be like, well, da -da -da, and they just fired off right back because they're, they're goal driven. They want that. What's the mission? That's the mission. And they just walk on target. I mean, right on. And yeah, they, they, exactly. sho they shove it back too. like, if I'm not creating content or getting stuff to them so they can meet their deadlines, they're like, Hey, get your shit together. Let's go. And they, the, the push goes back back and forth, and I fucking love it. Yeah, man, and that's another good example. What you said is, like, getting on target or getting on goal and, like, creating uh, mission success criteria. Yeah. Um, a, lot, a lot of things, up and including, like, from the lowest level to the highest level of everything that I've seen, whether it's government, business, um, personal or professional, people don't set their mission success criteria. And when you don't have a mission success criteria, how do you know if you've actually succeeded or not? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, you know, it's true. Like I just going off what you said, right? Like it's, it's, it's cool that you have people that are like goal driven and they, they, they have a, they have a purpose and they have a, a, a goal that they're trying to attain. Yeah. No, I, I'd love to just sit there and go onto the, you know how every year bases have their mandatory fucking safety briefing and one thing, and the other, I'd love to just sit there and just be okay. Who's getting out this year? All right, sit down. Everybody else, get out. Yeah. Here, here, yeah. here are some keys to success. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, here's my business card, and here's a bunch of other shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so where did the name come from? Tactical Canuck Battle Group. I've always been a pretty big like Canadiana guy. I'm a proud Canadian. Um, I grew up in the bush in like, you know, basically the border of where North and South Ontario um, starts. Perry Sound is kind of the, the cutoff. Um, I, man, I've, I've been making maple syrup most of my life. You know, I've been out in the bush, like just Canadian shit. You know, I'm, I'm wearing my, my Mad Hatter plaid and uh, I've just been always like super amped about being Canadian and, and that this is our home country. Um, like I said, while I was on Op Laser, we were part of a territorial battle group, mm -hmm. a TBG. And uh, I, you know, I'd be lying if I'd say that that didn't play a part into just the idea of the name. Um, so Tactical Canuck, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a Tactical Canuck. I like to go shooting on my, on my downtime at the range with my buddies. Um, 
it can be for anyone, right? Like I, I consider it to be for hunters, anglers, the outdoorsmen, people like that, that go, like to go for hikes, um, backcountry skiers and snowboarders, right? Like all of it kind of just encompasses like Canada, being a proud Canadian, um, being a positive Canadian and, and, you know, pushing each other forward and moving forward together with positive momentum. Um, so, yeah, the name came from just being in a battle group or a, yeah, a ter- territorial battle group at the time while we were serving on Op Laser um, and just wanting to live that uh, tactical Canuck lifestyle, you know? <laughs> nice. Okay. So when, when did you actually incorporate TCBG? Um, so I got, we did the master's business license in um, October. Um, and the first post on the actual Instagram page was in May. So back in May 22nd, I, I threw up the first post and then we did the master business license, um, in October. And it was actually a special day for me that I got the master's business license, um, because I was able to do it on the same day. That was the anniversary of Nathan Cirillo being shot on Parliament Hill, um, who was a a friend of mine through reserve service, obviously. Um, you know, we get bounced around that that was, you know, we're talking years ago now, but uh, we get bounced around a lot of bases in the summer, punched out to either me for Petawawa, Borden, Kingston, Trenton to, uh, for, for summer reserve work. So there was times when we, we've crossed paths for sure. Um, it was a pretty somber day for, for Canada and, uh, and you know, everyone in the forces, obviously when, when the terrorist on, uh, on the hill there took his life at the tomb of the unknown soldier. Um, so I was, I marched in his funeral, um, I was, I was present for all of that and, you know, it, it was pretty sobering. So I, I wanted to, again, make, uh, make something positive of it. So when, when we made the master business or got the master business license, I was happy that, uh, you know, I'm helping and moving forward with some veteran stuff that's positive and, uh, and, you know, keeping his memory alive as well. Yeah. What's a master business license. I've never heard of that before. It might be provincial. Um, so in, yeah, in Ontario, it's, it's one of the steps you need. So if you say, even just for example, to open a business account at your bank, uh, you need the master business license, for example. Okay. What, what does that entail? Uh, not a whole lot. It's through the province. So it's on just online with them. Um, and you add who the sole proprietorship is with you add, uh, just basically what the description of the business is and then, uh, and it's a step towards, uh, incorporation and stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Huh, cool. So still working on it, still working on everything, still kind of like in the infancy, infancy. Um, you know, not even uh, a full year in yet, but uh, still motivated, still excited. And I mean, yeah, I'm just excited for the forward momentum and, and keeping the conversation going. Nice. So, so is it just, it's, 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 it, sorry. Is it just you in the company right now? Yeah, for the most part, um, it's just been me. I'm the only one that's behind the Instagram page. So if you do message me um, or message the Instagram page, rather, um, you will be talking to me. I do answer everyone or I try to get back to everyone. Um, I don't really get into like downward, downward spiral conversations. Um, so if you message me about like political shit or stuff that doesn't have to do with Canadian veteran owned businesses, I'm not going to talk to you for very long, but, uh, if you want to chat, I've been now, it's been a pretty cool outlet. I've been talking to probably 20 plus guys and girls on there that, um, I would have never have met if it weren't for the page. And now we, we interact, um, weekly or so, or almost daily with some of them. So it's been, it's been really cool. Um, I'm also fortunate enough that although it is just me, 
there's been so much help um mostly people offering i i'm sure like a lot of us i'm terrible at asking for help i'm terrible at like acknowledging when i need to ask for help Uh, so usually it's like i'm approached and it's like hey man do you need help with something i'm like uh yeah yeah you know what i probably could use a hand (laughs) so i'm really fortunate that i've got some people um like sydney weaver um she's a a huge military and veteran supporter uh, out of guelph um so if you haven't checked her out on Instagram, she's, I've got, uh, I've got a picture with her on my page that, that she's tagged. And so go follow Sydney Weaver. She's an awesome, awesome military supporter. And we're actually, um, together right now, we're collecting donations and packing 10 care packages to send overseas to deployed troops. Um, and so far we have troops in that we're sending to in Latvia, uh, Lebanon and Jordan. So we're going international, sending to three different countries and, She's, uh, she's kind of taking the charge on that, helping me out a lot. So, uh, yeah, like I said, although it's just me, um, I do have a lot of, you know, kind of unsolicited help that has been really positive for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was part of the conversation chain that we got going on in there, isn't it, or something like that? Yes, yeah, yeah. In, in the one uh, group chat that we've got there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta fire you guys off some mugs, too, before I forget. Yeah, sure, for sure. Be happy for it. Yeah. But, all right, cool. So, now you got the, your business license, you got everything starting to roll. You got the idea of the concept. How do you go about getting the name out there? Like how, how did you go, go about that? Cause there, there's a certain part of the, the organization that I kind of want to, I'm hoping you hit where you're essentially getting a, oh, I want to say dictionary. It's not that, that's not the right term. Directory. Thank you. Directory. So how, yeah. how, what's the deal with that? What's the plan with that? What's your end goal with that? For sure. Um, and it's something that I'm pretty excited about and we've been working on. Um, and if everyone listening wants to go check out tcbg.ca forward slash, I think it's veteran directory, um, but I'll post it up. I'll make sure to post it up. Um, so right now I've got over 200 uh, Canadian veteran owned businesses listed alphabetized and hyperlinked to either their social media or their uh, business website if they have one associated to their business. It's in a pretty junior state right now, the website uh, itself. Like I said, I've got 200 businesses in there so far, um, but I'm still working on the search bar with like searchable, relatable tags. So when you search welding, veteran welding will pop up to the top instead of having to scroll all the way down to, to V. Um, so it is aesthetically fine right now. It's, it's alphabetized, um, but there is going to be a few things that I'm adding, like the search bar, like uh, city province to each listing. So people have a better idea of uh, who they're dealing with and where they're dealing with. Um, so the directory is going to be a huge piece and it's going to be my main focus in terms of how I'm, how I am going to support and promote calf veteran owned businesses. Okay. And it's going to be the main focus of the website. Um, now on the website, there's going to be a page or there is a page. It's, it's not live yet, but there's going to be a page with my store, with some TCBG based, just basic TCBG apparel. As you can see my, my hat here and, uh, I'm doing a collab thing with Mad Hatter right now to get similar plaids of this, just with TCBG over the left pocket. Nice. Um, so we're doing three different colors of plaid, which is going to be really cool in my opinion, cause I wear plaid all the time. Um, so, <laughs> Uh, you know, if, if I think it's cool, everyone else should. No, no. But uh, 
so there's going to be a basic store just just with your basic apparel um but the directory and the podcast page um because i'm working on my own podcast just getting everything going with that that uh will have business cast veteran business owners on in order to promote uh their own business put a face to their business and try to create more of a link to the civilian market um I don't want to say it's a problem, but with veteran business, obviously it's, it's, it's almost an echo chamber. We, we, we're all supporting each other. It's a lot of military guys supporting veteran businesses. And uh, one thing I'd like to see is just that expansion and more of a relationship with the civilian market, um, as far as consumers and businesses concerned. So, um, I've opened the opportunity basically for advertising and promotion slots for civilian owned companies on the website that will be uh, paid for it. it. If you're a civilian, you're not going to be on my website for free. Um, but everyone in the directory, if you're a calf veteran owned business, if you're making knives out of your garage, or if you're got like um, a t-shirt press in your basement, send me a message and I will add you to the to the directory for free. That's that's what it's here for, and I want to make it as far and wide as possible. So shoot me a message if uh, if you've got a business that you'd like to add. But if you're a civilian business and you want to promote and advertise on the website in order to reach the veteran community and the military community to open your door to that, I'm happy to to, to support that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it years ago there was a a guy. I think he was. He was PPCLI. I know that for a fact, but I cannot for the life of me remember what battalion he was in. He had something similar going. Uh, Veteran Advance, I think is the name of the company that, and it was, it was just a straight directory and it was great. But then all of a sudden it just went and disappeared. (laughs) And I I started talking to a couple of Patricia's that I know and you know, the army's small and they're like, no, it's, it's too much. It got too much for him and he had to shut it down because he wanted to, he essentially, like a lot of us, stayed in because he's got the golden handcuffs on. And it's like, right. I am so close to getting a full pension when I retire that he had to close it down. And I think there was a couple other things in there as well. But to see that you're doing this where you're you're getting it to the point where it's not just one little aspect. It's a bunch of smaller aspects for a bigger picture. Um, that is awesome. That is great. Is it... Do you plan on hopefully taking this full time one day or? Oh man, that's the dream for sure. Um, if I was able to sustain myself with TCBG and kind of my, my maple syrup stuff that I do, um, like I'm literally going to be tapping trees next week. Just the, the amount of snow we've gotten in the last two weeks is ridiculous and it's over my tree markings right now. So um, yeah, man, if I could do this and my maple syrup and sustain myself on that in the future, um, it would be pretty awesome and it would actually afford me the opportunity to go meet with with more people to to you know travel with the podcast possibly to, to go meet people um, there's the like the TCBG hunt club idea which um, is, is a junior idea right now but it would you know I've talked to a lot of guys and had invites to Alberta, Saskatchewan, and PEI so far, just through the page, just to invites to their hunt groups. So I kind of started the idea of the TCBG Hunt Club. Yeah. Um, that would kind of be a national virtual thing. We'd all kind of communicate online uh, in, in some kind of chat forum. And, uh, and you know, 
I'd be able to travel to a different province maybe annually and travel with a different hunt group through the page and kind of represent it on the page and uh, and meet different veterans that way. So, yeah, really just creating community. I I love the sense of community, the sense of togetherness, um, especially, again, like another point for guys that are releasing, right? Maybe it's something that they've been missing out on uh, since they got out. Maybe they don't have that sense of community anymore, uh, the sense of brotherhood that we that we all kind of enjoyed while most guys were in and uh you know just something that they can look forward to for kind of a tcbg meetup idea yeah and that that, that's something too because like when you get out it's it's not like okay well you're gonna like you know monday wednesday friday you're civilian and then like it's not a gradual thing where you slowly become civilian it's like as soon as you're done as soon as you go well here's my id they quickly snatch it from your hand and it's like fuck you get the fuck off base yeah, yeah, kicking, <laughs> kicking right off the front gates and like lowering the gate as you leave too. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> for sure. And uh, unless you already have, unless you one stay close to the base, like I, like I did not. As soon as, as soon as I was done, I left New Brunswick because I retired out of uh, Gagetown with C Squadron. Yeah. And as soon as I left, it was just like, see you later. Like I am done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want nothing to do with the army. And there, there was about a, a two years phase where it's like, man, I'm so glad I have nothing to do with that anymore. But there was always that little bit of emptiness where it's like, what is this? Like, what the fuck? Like, why do I feel so empty and so, well, just that, just so empty. And it was that brotherhood. I didn't have it. So th- this year where it's like, it, when it goes coast to coast, like, it's going to be freaking awesome. And hopefully yeah, man. And I kind of... Sorry. Yeah, and I no no worries. Yeah, like ideally, I would have um, I, I want to have a TCBG like annual meetup one right. day and turn it into an annual thing. And whoever basically can afford to and afford to take the time off, you know, we meet up on a on a range that'll host us or something like that. Have uh, Big Joe Lavoy doing a barbecue for us and um, just like have a, a hell of a weekend or a hell of a day with all of each other. And like you said, like it was, you know, it was that one piece that, that even with that time that you were enjoying away from the military, it was that one piece that, that you still felt was missing. And I think we can identify that when, uh, you know, even if you're like, Oh yeah, fuck the military, you know, I'm out now, whatever, like it's all good. Yeah. But as soon as you meet up with an old army buddy, it's like, it's like oh, yeah. immediate. Oh it, yeah, you, you're right there. All the stories are coming back, and you get that like sense of like brotherhood, sense of togetherness again. And you're like, oh man, remember when we did X, Y, and Z together, and it was like bullshit and <laughs> hilarious all at the same time? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I I got a one buddy of mine. He's out in Kincardine, uh, uh, Ontario, and yeah, yeah. he's doing a whole, he works at one of the mills there. And he w- when I got out, he was a um, he was a very how can I say it? He was a very wise and me- extremely mechanically in, uh, inclined individual. Like he'd, you just have to like kind of show him how to do something on a tank or a coyote. And he'd just be like, Oh, I got it. Don't worry. Boom. Dive in, get it done perfectly. And yeah, anyway, yeah. when, when I got out, he got out shortly afterwards as well. And same thing, we didn't talk for years, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, on, like, Instagram or Facebook, it's like, oh, you might know this guy. It was, like, it it was Gunny, and I'm just like, holy shit. So I start messaging him in that. We called each other, and it it was like we just, like, walked off a base yesterday. It was awesome. 
Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that actually, like another benefit of just starting this page and starting this small business is there's now been like random guys who I haven't talked to in five plus years or haven't even seen in five plus years that randomly follow the page, um, randomly saw that it was me and they're like, Hey man, it's like dude from deployment. And I was like, you know, the other platoon Siggy, like, do you remember me? And and now they're like, you know, a, a sergeant with a, with a whole rack of medals. And it's like, man, like, this is awesome. Like I'm being, t- t- uh, like reconnected with guys that I, I didn't even know that I missed talking to, you know, like, wow. so it, it is awesome. It, it is a great, um, tool for me for me personally to get back well and i'm not even out yet but you know what i mean just to, to get back talking with guys that i've been missing out on for yeah. sure funny story and then we'll kind of get back to back to the the pushing and digging deeper into the tcbg but uh one of my <clears throat> excuse me so one of my customers uh he owns a water purification company out here and right his wife is my point of contact for all the accounting side of the house and she, she's always talking about her girlfriend back in Ontario who's also dating this Army guy and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, uh, okay. And, you know, didn't for about three years, didn't even, didn't even think about it, didn't even wonder who it was or nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, he's getting deployed to Latvia. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, well, neat. And they're yeah. talking, and I'm like, <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what what does he do? Something with tanks. And it's just like, oh, okay. And I just start poking more questions. Anyway, so come to find out, it was the the guy. On my first tour, hold on a second. On my first tour, he was call sign 2-1 Alpha's gunner. So I I got the plaque up on the wall here. Um, And at the time, he was a corporal. And it, it's weird because I've been out now for almost longer than I was in. And it's <laughs> like, in my mind, everybody's still the same rank as when I got out. Yeah, and so when, yeah. when I found out who it was, she's like, the, the girlfriend was like, you know, I want to buy one of your hats because he's a good buddy of yours um, and send it out. I'm like, are you, you kidding me? And she's like, yeah. So anyway, we ended up sending him a care package and he's a freaking sergeant major now it's like yeah. what the fuck yeah i could have been like right there that could have been me yeah you guys are in roles now you're like man i did not know that yeah, yeah for sure or it's just like clearly they don't know some of the stories i know yeah <laughs> uh, undetected crimes for sure oh yeah yeah i know we were sitting there and i'm like so do you, do you, does anybody still call him wolfman and she's his girlfriend's like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So you, you know the song Clap for the Wolfman? Uh, okay. Anyway, th- th- there's this song. It's from like the 60s. It's like, clap for the Wolfman. Clap. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. he loved that song. And he has more back hair than a fucking shag carpet. <laughs> and so we called him that. And so she's like, oh, no. But now I finally got something on him. And. Like randomly out of the blue, he's like, "So I see you've been talking to my wife. Thank you so much." Uh, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, some stories that were probably left uh, better in bed for him, eh? Oh yeah. Well, you know, no, nothing too crazy, but just enough where the where, where his missus could be like, "Oh, I'm gonna razz you." <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's awesome. Yeah, but anyway, so it's just weird how time. It's like 
yeah. Anyway, time marches on. So, um, let's talk about a little bit about your podcast then. So, because I, I honestly didn't, until two days ago, didn't know you had a podcast. It's not up yet, so no one knows, kind of. Oh, it, okay, so do you want to just shit can yeah, no, that right no, we, now? No, 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 it's good to go. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, basically, I'm collecting, uh, I'm collecting my supplies, my, my equipment still, um, just getting everything going behind the scenes. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, I'm going to use it as a platform to interview and bring on CAF veteran-owned business owners mm-hmm. um, in order to shoot the shit, give them some exposure to what, well, whoever's listening basically, but hopefully to the civilian world or to people that want to partner up and do business with them, uh, use, they want like consumers or anyone that also just wants to help promote their business. So, uh, I'm hoping to start that within the next few weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to put out a introductory, um, episode without any guests just as the first one, just to kind of just like we're doing now, just uh, clear the air with it and let everyone know what the purpose of it is and who I am and what the deal is. So uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It's been on my radar for a pretty long time now to get the podcast going with it. And I thought it was also a natural progression, a natural step um, with the support and promotion kind of role. Um, Like I said, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a platform to help them further their business, hopefully. Yeah. So this podcast isn't going to air for probably about six to eight weeks. Perfect. If you want, let me know and I'll, we, we can tee it up so that when your podcast airs, this one airs either shortly before or afterwards. So we can hopefully get a bit of a wave behind it and start pumping listeners yeah, right your way as well. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. And uh, you'll, you'll know it for sure, too, because I'll be I'll be promoting the hell out of it on the on the page when it's uh, when it's up and running. So, yeah, no, I'll definitely keep you in the loop. Nice. OK. So <clears throat> pardon me. What what's your end goal? Like, when do you see when are you anticipating to hit all your goals with TCBG? Five years, 10 years? I, that's, uh, you know, I, I think it's almost an ever developing kind of plan. Um, I have, you know, five and 10 year goals, but, uh, as, as most people know, when you, when you kind of put a timeline on goals, um, personally, I usually, I try to, once I see them there, I, I slam them out way faster than, than the, the actual timeline took. Um, so, you know, five year goals turn into one year goals, which is, it's a good thing. Cause then you can turn five year goals into new goals. So, you know, as, as we were talking about with mission success criteria, um, I think people are always going to be creating new business. People are always going to be getting out of the military and turning their entrepreneur switch on and, uh, and creating whatever small business they want. So I'm hoping it's going to be an ever growing, uh, endeavor. Uh, I'm hoping that more and more people will reach out to me. I've got probably honestly around a hundred requests right now that I still have to add into the directory that I'm going to be doing, um, for the rest of the, after this, for the rest of the day. Um, so yeah, like, you know, my mission success criteria without the idea of having to constantly add people is having the website in like a 
very user-friendly, full-functioning kind of uh, order or operation. Uh, I want to have, like I said, the the search bar and everything as easily accessible um, as I can make it to people trying to consume it. So that, you know, obviously makes it easier to do business with calf veteran-owned business owners. So, yeah, I want to have the, the, the website fully functional, the directory as user-friendly as possible, and just keep reaching out to businesses, finding more businesses. Um, I super appreciate it when people DM me businesses or send me businesses that are their friends or whatever. Um, just keep reaching out to me. Keep reaching yeah. out to me, people. Yeah, keep sending them my way. Have you heard? Have you been in touch with uh, Todd Heisey, Veteran Hunters? Uh, yes, I do. I've got them on the page. I've got. The, I follow them on on Instagram. Uh, we haven't interacted all that much, but uh, you were. I think you were on their web or on their podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on there a couple times. I went. I actually, nice. I got because of him. I got my elk this year. So. Oh wow! Oh, that's fuck awesome. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. It, so, sometime when we're sitting around having a beer. I'll give you the rundown of that, but it, I don't know how many times Todd just sat there in the blind and looked at me and he's like, you just won the lottery. Like this is just, just take your pick. How many do you want? Damn. <laughs> oh yeah. That's wild. That, that night there was easily over, easily over 600 elk that came out to play. Wow. It was. That's amazing. free pickings. Oh yeah. That's free pickings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and, how and, many do you think you could have had a shot on? Oh fuck. <sighs> I pulled, I pulled the, the, I pulled the, I pulled the trigger twice. First one was a clean miss because the whole herd hadn't come down yet. And okay. so like they were starting to like, so they're coming out, out of the Northwest coming down and where we were set up there, it was a laneway. So they had to jump over one fence. They had about 30 feet and then had to jump over another fence. So okay. it was far enough, close enough together that where they had, they, it was close enough together where they couldn't run, jump, run, jump. They had to, to like run two, three, and then they could jump again. And then it was an alfalfa field. And they had gone back and forth about three times. And the first time it was 78 yards. And, li- and this is all with a bow. And I'm, okay. si- I'm sitting there and Todd's like, take a fucking shot if you're going to take one because we're running out of elk. Like there, there's almost none left. And then, so I sat there and like literally it's like okay there my bottom pin is 60 yards the top of my bubble on the is 70 bottom is 80 okay so I'm going to just use the bottom of the site <laughs> it's like an 85 yard marker and I let her go and like it was like either be a perfect hit or a complete miss and you just see the air go 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 it hit the ground and then it just tumbled so it's like oh thank god Think because okay. the, the worst thing I wanted to do was wound an elk. Wound, For I sure. don't want to wound anything. For sure. Anyway, so there was that, and then he had his buddy from work in the blind as well. And he's like, dude, don't even worry about it. Look at this. And you turn around, you look out the north side of the blind, and it was like like fire ants just like running down the hill. <laughs> like it was insane. It was absolutely insane. So he was recording the whole thing for uh, episode one of his, um, hunting series that's airing on the sportsman network this year. That's awesome. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So like, I haven't even seen the footage yet. Uh, And anyway, we were sitting there and like the second time when this massive herd just kept coming down, like I just sat there and I'm like, looking. I'm like, I'll wait. I'll wait. And so 
I got my and, and yeah. like I didn't care if it was a bull or a cow. I just wanted meat. So I ended yeah, up getting a cow. Oh yeah. I, I sat there and they got within twenty eight yards and I, I took the shot on mine at thirty three. And his son got his elk the exact same night. So Damn. like we were in two different blinds and that so that the first one that I, I took the shot at was a bull elk, a five point. It went into the field, started or into the alfalfa field, started acting really weird. And then it's, you see it come back and forth and back and forth. And anyway, we sat there and I'm like, Todd, you got a tag. He's like, okay. So he sat there, got to full draw on it as well. Missed. Okay. And it was acting even more weird than it was before. And it was the freaking elk that his son got. No way. Oh yeah. All three of us took uh, shots at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. So yeah. where, where did that uh, shot end up landing on yours? So mine, it went, right leg was forward, forward. It went through just behind the rib cage, sorry, behind the shoulder blade, through the rib cage, one lug, nicked the heart, and then it stopped on the other shoulder blade. And then when it came back, it shattered the, the arrow and just started ruining everything inside. Wow. Like it, it, it went about from where, where we were, maybe 40, 45 yards, 50 at the most. And then it, nice. it was like somebody just took a baseball bat and smoked it in the legs. It just piled right Dropped up. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was one of those things where it was like absolutely amazing. The only second to – so we didn't – when we got my elk, finally gutted, quartered, all that, and into the back of my truck, it was pitch black out, snowing like crazy. And we're looking at, at each other. There was the four, five of us. We're like, you know what? Your elk ain't going to go anywhere. Let's call it a night. We'll go home. We'll come back early in the morning and go from there. And so it was his son, Michael, and I were, were like, okay, we're the young, younger guys. We'll, we'll take, take the hill and start glassing from there. And we're do, 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 going up and we're looking, for, we're looking for ravens or we're looking for coyotes. We're looking for something. And absolutely nothing. And we're just sitting up there glassing, glassing. And then all of a sudden, all I hear is, <clears throat> and he's gone. He's absolutely <clears throat> gone. And so th this kid is like 14. And 14, probably six and a half foot tall, all legs. Jeez. And he's just like <laughs> bounding like a freaking giraffe across the field. And he, he found his elk. And it was just like, holy shit. The look on his face and seeing the father-son moment, it was just like, fuck i can't that's i can't awesome wait experience. to do this with my boys that's but, an awesome experience yeah so and he had a couple guys come out from ontario this year to go elk hunting um i can't remember their names but they were both from the thunder bay area oh yeah yeah so does he do like guided hunts or oh yeah yeah only oh, wow. for veterans awesome. though only for vets wow so that's cool yeah interesting fact if you come to alberta don't buy an out-of-province tag you're going to pay okay. through the hoop. Go on yeah. there. You go on to, um, I forget the, the site, but where you go to punch in your, your win number, your hunter identification number, punch in your military ID. Ah. You pay the same amount as a, as a resident. No way. That's good to know. Yeah. That's and good to know. I think that's Canada-wide. Okay. So. 
That's awesome. How's uh, how's it out for fishing for you guys? Because that's provincial. Do you guys have uh, free fishing licenses for veterans military? I I honestly have. So I haven't fished. I haven't fished since my wedding in three years ago, and the last time I had fished before that was with my dad before he died, which was like twenty one years ago. So I don't Damn, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do too much fishing, but it's it's pretty new. It was like within the last, I'd say, three years, I want to say, they've just brought that in. So it was it was a good thing. But I'm waiting for them to do it for hunting too. Like if they brought it in for fishing, hopefully they'll we'll either get discounted tags here or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you guys yeah, got cool, man. You guys got elk out there now. Last year was your first season. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. No, awesome. Yeah, they they That's brought cool. them in, uh, obviously from Alberta, but they're in the Bancroft area. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. I know historically there used to be elk out there, but anyway. Yeah. We're yeah. we're we're chasing the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Down a rabbit hole, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, is there anything we missed that you wanna chat about before we put a pin in it? Uh just uh keep spreading the, the word uh, like for everyone, you know, just uh you know, veterans aren't, aren't broken. Um, we've, we've got a lot of good business entrepreneurs in the veteran community. Keep promoting, you know, good, healthy lifestyle, good, good veteran business. And, uh, we'll all move forward with positive momentum. I think. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Uh, tactical connect battle group is our Instagram. So it's just underscores between everything. Tactical underscore battle underscore group underscore or other way around anyway you guys get it tcbg just type in tcbg and i'll, and I'll pop up in the search bar yeah. um uh email uh and website tcbg.ca and the email is accessible on the on the contact us so like i said guys if you are a veteran business anything from like like fortune whatever hundred to working out of your garage or your basement hit me up and i'll add you to the directory for sure sweet um email address where can they email you uh so either on the contact us uh page on the website or tactical tactical bg so tactical canuck bravo golf at gmail.com perfect all right guys well i think that's it for today's episode uh if you have any questions if for some reason you can't get a hold of john you know how to get a hold of me veteran welding on all the platforms chris at veteran welding or chris at the veteran welding podcast.com and uh we'll get you hooked up thank you for tuning into today's episode everybody it is greatly appreciated and we'll catch you on the next episode thanks for stopping by john thanks a lot for having me man really appreciate it talk to you later veteran welding is your go-to site for your off-road fabrication needs Need some race-tested brackets, tabs, and trusses for your daily driver, weekend trail rig, or your full tube chassis? Veteran Welding has you covered. Need advice on which parts you should use for your project rig? Veteran Welding has you covered. Or do you want to learn how to weld, but you can't find anybody to teach you because you really want to start expanding your skill set for either work or your personal projects at home? Veteran Welding now has you covered with our online courses Currently, we offer a TIG 101 course, and we'll be adding a MIG 101 soon. For all of your off-road fabrication needs, head on over to veteranweldingcompany.ca.
Hey everybody, if you're enjoying this show, please consider heading over to Patreon and supporting this channel. Doesn't matter how much you decide to support us with, it all goes straight into the show so we can sit there and spend more time on here helping you guys out, whether it's bringing you more interviews, talking to industry leaders, systems that we are developing, putting into place, helping you develop systems, manage your team. That's what we're here for, guys, is to help you out. So please, if you are getting value out of this, head on over to Patreon and help support us. I want to say a thank you to our sponsor, Canada Welding Supply. If you guys are in the market for anything in the welding industry, head on over to canadaweldingsupply.ca. We use them for all of our consumables here at the shop. Everything from MIG wire, TIG wire, grinding discs, zip discs, flap wheels, buffing wheels, you name it, they have it. Matt Crimmy and the entire team there are phenomenal, they're knowledgeable, and I highly recommend CanadaWeldingSupply.ca for all of your consumable needs.